Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to Lady Chaz with Dead Drama. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I was raised as a military brat, of course. And my daddy got injured in the military and we had to move back home to a small country town. I had lots of big dreams to be into the entertainment business and they were cut short because there was no such thing in a country town. My daddy ended up doing the funeral home business selling vault products, which is what you put the caskets in. And then it evolved into us eventually owning a funeral home. So I was raised up around the funeral home industry. So I've come in contact with a lot of drama when it comes to the deceased, the families, and so forth. Um, I get asked a lot of questions, a lot of questions. And I figured, hey, I need to have a talk show, a podcast. You can call in and ask questions, and we'll talk about it on the show. So DM me, um, Facebook, message me, tweet And I'll bring those subjects up and we'll talk about it here on the show. All right. I see a tweet. Um, Somebody tweeted, nobody wants to talk about the dead. That's sad. Nobody wants to talk about that. Uh, Yeah, you're right. Um, Some people don't, but a lot of people do. I've been in the industry and a lot of people ask me thousands of questions. It's interesting to them. Of course, if it wasn't, they wouldn't ask me so many questions. And that's why I decided to um, talk about this on the air. The tweet um, saying nobody wants to talk about it, they may not, but they need to. Death is a subject that people really need to start talking about um, because there are so many people that get to that place where they need funeral service and they're not prepared. Um, And it's not a time where you want to be worrying about bills or worrying about how you're going to pay to bury your loved one. It's a sad time. And being frustrated with uh, trying to come up with monies um, and different things that you need to prepare for the burial is stressful. It kind of takes away your grieving process because you can't even grieve because you're worried about what are you going to do? How are you going to pay for this? Um, or who's going to take care of us? Because maybe it's the breadwinner that is now deceased and you're not prepared financially at all. Um, so to me, it's something that we need to just realize this, this is going to happen one day. Um, and sometimes it comes quicker than we expect and we need to be somewhat prepared, if not all the way, just somewhat, you know, and that's when the title Pre-need. People need to start talking about having pre-need arrangements, um, pre-need insurance for that time when it comes, everything's done. You don't have to worry about anything. You've already put aside for that. It's taken care of. So you can actually grieve, you know, because that's a sad, sad time. I just think we need to be more aware that death is going to come sometimes sooner than others, like I said before. And it's something that we definitely need to talk about um there's times when i've worked and had families come and they get in a bad situation now some funeral homes will not work with you like it's you know come up with all of the money 
Um, they're not gonna adjust discount, none of that stuff. And it's sad, but it happens. Unfortunately, the funeral home I work with always work with the families, but that's not something that a, a funeral home has to do. So we as people need to be prepared for our situations when they come. It's also a good idea to kind of know where you're gonna be buried, the grave, um, that uh, grave site that you want to be. Um, so family's not arguing over different things. You know, you should have a will saying who gets what. It's sad, but we should do it. It keeps peace in the family when you're gone to know this, everything's lined up. Um, some people leave here and they're young, like like young adults or teenagers, and they don't have time. They, this is something they don't think about because normally you think you're going to live to be old. Unfortunately, um, at this day and age, a new generation, we're burying more young than old. It's true. Everybody is not prepared. It just is real life. We're not prepared. And I believe that we need to change the game and we need to get more information, be more informed and just really go ahead and say, okay, I need to make sure X, Y, Z. Um, at least when you're working on your job, they offer insurance. Take it, you know, because the job pays for most of it anyway. So just take it, sign up for it, have a beneficiary um, that will take care of everything. And then you also can take care of your household when you're gone you know, your house will be paid off or there's lots of different things that you can set up to where everybody is good. Your life is not in vain. Um, so if you have an order lined up, you've already prearranged everything. It just makes everything so much peaceful. Um, and the family is not arguing. They're not at each other's throats. They can actually uh, mourn you know, and, and, and grieve like they're supposed to. And that's very important emotionally um, that you do go through that process because um, you don't want to have a mental breakdown. That being said, um, I hope uh, I commented on the tweet properly. I just really think that everybody needs to have prearrangements, you know, or some type of insurance. All right, so again, this is Lady Chas with The Dead Drama. Listen up, you guys that want your own podcast, let me tell you, all you have to do is download Anchor, Anchor on Google, in your Play Store, just download it and it will help you create your own podcast, it's easy to do, all you have to do is follow the instructions, it's unlimited free hosting, they don't charge you anything to store your content on their app they don't charge you anything guys all you have to do is unlimited storage you know there's no trial period there's no catch i use it i love it if you have content that you want to share and you have an audience use anchor i'm telling you it's the best i love it and you can distribute your content anywhere for anybody to listen um, and enjoy. Um, so come on, try it out. It's not going to hurt. Just go to Google Play and download Anchor. Hello, 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 hello. This is your girl, Lady Chaz. 
And we're going to talk about a really touchy subject today. Not sure if this is going to rub you the wrong way or if this is going to be something for you to talk about with your loved ones and friends and make a discussion. I have today my guest, Liz, and I have another guest, Larry, and we're just going to chop, 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 chop it up. All right, my first subject, if you would read, I have two scriptures here that I would want to plug in real quick before we go to talking. If you would please read for me, Miss Liz. It says, do not know that the unrighteous and the wrongdoers will not inherit or have to share in in the kingdom of God. Don't, do not be deceived, neither the impure or the immoral or the adulteress, or the adulteress, not those who participate in homosexuality. Okay. Now, we would want to kind of elaborate on this. Um, me, personally, um, I'm kind of confused on why the pastors always kind of skip over this subject. Um, I've been going to church for quite some time, you know, I'm in my 40s and um, I've been going to church for a while and I always seem to be still waiting for them to touch on, you know, the homosexuality. We have touched every sin, every wrongdoing, every unrighteousness that we can think of and and I Still am waiting for that part. So I said, you know what? This is a good topic. Let me see and invite someone, you know, that's in the church to my table and people, somebody that um, is just a day-to-day -day person, a student, you know, to my table and myself. And we're going to just talk about this. Liz, what do you, What? why is it that um, a lot of the people in the church, the, the pastors, the elders, and so forth, a lot of them choose not to even talk about these subjects when they come across them in the verses in the Bible. Why is that? I think it's because it's the government, it supports it, and it's so many people being sued, uh, and they are, they are afraid. They, they have fear to address what the Word of God says. It's not what... Uh, we say uh, what we think. It's only what the Bible says about it. It says that we will not inherit the kingdom of God uh, if we do these things. It plainly says that. So uh, if they want to blame anybody or have something to say, all they got to do is check out the scripture. Again, the scripture comes from 1 Corinthians 6 and 9. And they can argue with God about that that point because he strictly says and tells us what will happen to us if we don't do this, that, and the other. But it's the state law and and the power of uh, the natural man that has us in the state where we uh, don't want to break the laws of the land and we're just afraid to talk about it. We, we really are. Sometimes I am afraid too, depends on what comes up in my mind. Um, I have to think twice about 
what I'm about to say, how I'm going to say it, because I don't want to offend anyone. But then I know what God says, so all I have to do is just stand on his word. Hello, hello, hello. This is your girl, Lady Chaz, and we're back and we're chatting it up, chat, chat, chatting it up. What we're talking about today is some of the Bible verses in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians regarding, um, you know, homosexuality um, and how it's brought up in the word and people kind of skip over it. Um, pastors, um, people that believe in the Bible and believe in the word, they always kind of seem like they skip around this particular subject. Um, they talk about robbing, killing, um, being unrighteous, um, anything that's wrong that you can possibly think of is preached about, but they skip this one particular subject. And it has always been a question that I always wanted to ask a pastor why they do it, elders, why you do it. Um, and then I have on my panel also um, just a, a college student as well and myself. Now, I do have um, homosexual friends and we're very close. Um, one significant person that I call my brother um, and he calls me sis. And I have nothing against people that choose that life at all. But I still have my own beliefs and they believe what they want, they do what they want, and I believe what I want, and I do what I want. But at the same time, I just feel like I'm not free. I feel like I'm caged in, and I have to watch everything that I say. I have to suppress my beliefs. But at the same time, I watch where my family, and um, we're always trying to uh, tiptoe around the homosexuality lifestyle and we can't say this we can't do that and i just think that it's unfair if you're gonna be fair be fair i have rights and beliefs too i have things that i believe and want to raise my children the way that i want to raise my children and i don't think that that lifestyle should be pushed upon my children and me if that's not what i desire but i feel as if the law has come into play. The government has come into play and they're allowing this lifestyle, this belief to be pushed upon me and my children and what I want for me and my children. Now, when my children get of age, of course, and they decide to choose what they want to choose, that's them and that's their life. But as a mom and me raising my chil children in the way that they should go is me believing in the Bible. That's what I believe. So in the Bible, we read the scripture earlier, and it states that they will never inherit the kingdom of heaven, living that life. And it's not just that particular sin. There's plenty others, you know, but just this particular verse we seem to skip over. So, um, Leary, what do you think about, you know, just growing up as a, a young college kid and all of this, what is your take on what we've said so far? Um, I think it's kind of dogmatic. Like, the system is supposed to be for freedom and for us all to be able to express ourselves. But really, it's kind of backhanded in a way. It really reverses it because 
what we do is we take religion out of the school systems and stuff like that, and we don't allow them to express their religions when they're at school. And then in the same token, make them be okay with um, a certain class, make dress in a certain way or being a certain way. It's like we try to make everything unified, but the principles that the U.S. is built upon is a religion. That's, that's the principles we're built upon. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. Those are principles mm -hmm. that we we're built on. That's what the laws were built on. The laws came from commandments. That's what we were built on. So for us to try to change it, change it that way, we could say, oh, we're all unified and we want everybody to be equal and everybody to be accepted is why there's so much going on and there's so much terrorism and things like that. If we just was like, what you do is what you do and mind your business or allow people to be who they want to be, it wouldn't be such a negative or a negative stigma around it, like a social stigma around it. It would just be, you could do what you want to do. Never, No one ever had a problem with you doing what you want to do. We been knew you were doing what you wanted to do. But don't try to make other people be a part of what you're a part of or make it seem like it's that way for everybody because it's not. It's funny that you say it that way, Larry, because now... That's what I had been saying is people probably are going to take me as, oh, she this, uh, why she, she, she don't like gay people. No, that's not me. I love everyone. But I have rights and I am upset that I have to suppress my rights and my beliefs. And it's like your beliefs have more power over mine. That's not fair to me. And that's like, to me, you a crackhead. I choose not to smoke crack. I don't want to be around it. I don't want to watch you smoke it. I don't want to smell it. And I don't want my kids around it. And I don't want them smelling it. I don't want them to see how you smoke it. I don't want them to see how you make it. And it's not right to me. A crackhead feel comfortable with it because they like smoking crack. And I look at all of that, all sins to me from biblical, I look at them all the same. And how is it that you're going to push something? You're going to make me look at you smoke crack. You're going to make me look at you and make my children look at you smoke crack. You're going to make my children learn how to make crack. I don't want no parts of it. And I should have that right and that freedom to say what I want and my children and me to be a part of and to see. Point blank, period. And I don't think it's fair. And people don't see, some people see my side. A lot of religious people are on my side. But people that want to live in that life, they want to call me names and say I'm this and I'm this and I'm that and I'm just, you know, and shut me up and stuff. No, because I should have rights like you got rights. If you have rights to walk around holding another man's hand in public, kissing and stuff, why I can't have rights to sing and talk about Jesus? They shun you for talking about God at work. But you can hold hands at work with another man. That, to me, that offends me because of my rights and my religions. But things offend you because I'm talking about religion and God. So who have the rights here? They got more rights than us. Why? That's not fair. And it's not right. And I'm not going to shut up. And I'm not going to condone and change nothing about what I am because I stand on it. Because why? I believe in this Bible. And I believe in everything. There's things in here that I have shunned my own self for that I have fell short when it came to this word because I believe in it. And that's why I 
live by it. I try to get myself in order to, to make sure that I stay in line with the word. That's my choice. My choice. And I don't understand why that I feel so strongly to stand on what I believe. But these pastors act like they scared. I don't understand. Are you scared? No, it's not. It's not that you. It's not that you're scared. It's the. It's the fact that the government and how they stand and how they do you, and so you have to think twice about what you're saying. So and and how you feel, and because you have to be careful. Because after all, the Lord does say, "With love and kindness have I drawn thee," and we have to pray harder. And I agree with some of the things that you were saying. I've never thought about it quite like that. But it is a true fact. But at the end of the day, the Bible always said the earth belonged to the devil. And it's more evil in the world than it is good. And he, and, but it also says, do you not know that the unrighteous and the wrongdoers will not inherit I have any share in the kingdom of God. And it says, do not be deceived, meaning don't be misled by immoral and adulterous. And, and don't participate, it, not only in homosexual lives, but in anything that you know that's not a part of God if you uh, want to inherit the kingdom of, of God. And I do fall short because... Um, I see kids, uh, nowadays I've been watching TV and it's really kind of upsets me that they have these young children on TV now kissing boys, kissing boys, girls, and they think it's okay, but it's not because we have gotten so far away from the word of God and what he says. But then in the last days, he said, these things is going to be. So all I know is we got to pray harder. And I had um, ran across 1 Corinthians 7, 7 chapter, uh, second verse. And it said, nevertheless, to avoid fornication and let every man have his own wife mm -hmm. and let every woman have her own husband. And I never heard it put any other way. Never heard say let a man have his own man and a woman have his own man, woman. It's always been the opposite sex. Everything that I've read in the Bible has always made sure that that was clear. Is that we're supposed to procreate and be man and woman. And he specially put a womb to carry a baby inside of a woman. He specially put, gave a man something to impregnate her. This all was designed by God. And if those people, and there are some people that are antichrist that don't believe in the Bible. I'm not talking to y'all. I'm talking to the Christians, people that believe in the word. The word is the word. You can't change it. You can't go around it. You can't make a U-turn around the part you don't want to ride through. You got to ride through all the parts. There's some parts in there that condemn me. But guess what? I read it. And I have to ride through it. You can't go over it and jump over it like a speed bump because you don't want to, you won't, don't want to dwell in it. What's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. You either believe in the word or you don't. There's no parts of it. You can't take out what you want to take out. And right is right and wrong is wrong. And if God telling you that you're supposed to have a husband and a, and, and a, a, a husband's supposed to have a wife, a woman, that's what it is. And you can't procreate.
two men can't have babies and two women can't have babies. And if we supposed to be procreating, how that's going to work? Then you got to go scientifically to me to a lab and do all this Petri dish stuff. You, you in there cooking up babies and doing all this stuff that's unnatural. God don't work like that. I just don't understand that. Do anybody have any closing remarks that you would like to um, add um, into the segment? All I know is when God put man and woman together, they become one spirit. And it's uh, the spirit realm is totally different from the natural realm. So we have two uh, things working here. Natural like darkness, uh, but the spirit likes light. So anytime that you are addressing something that's not right, it causes people to become hostile, more or less, if they don't want to come out of the dark place. But if they are willing to come to the light, which is God and his spirit, we be all become a better natural person along with the spirit. That's why the Lord said when we repent and we become saved. But then the Lord said the Holy Ghost must come. So when the Holy Ghost come, that's our keeper because we can't keep ourselves. So we all need the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in order to make it these days so we won't take part in immoral, doing things that we're not supposed to be doing if we want to see Jesus uh, and have eternal life. Would you like to say something, Leary, in a closing remark? I'll say that you hear people talk about, you know, like the kids from who were born in the 80s and 90s, and they're like, I don't know what happened to these kids. They don't listen to nothing. They don't respect nobody. They not scared of nothing. What happened to these kids is this. You took all of the boundaries that you put, and you gave them none. Now you're even telling them that the one thing that they knew about themselves, which is that I was born a boy, you're telling them that even that, can be wrong. So you're telling them basically they have zero boundaries. You can be the opposite sex. I'll take it as far as to say you can do anything you want to do as well as be the opposite sex if you want to be the opposite sex. There are no boundaries for these kids. They grew up in a world where there are no boundaries, where nobody expects anything of them that is good and healthy and righteous. And you wonder why they break the laws like never before. You wonder why they don't respect their parents. And you wonder why they don't do what they're supposed to do and what they're told. Because they grew up in a world where they didn't have any boundaries or any restrictions. So that's that's the problem right there. And we have to acknowledge it and hopefully get a hold of it. And people have to talk about it more. I respect that. Um, there you go. We had um, three different views, three different ways that, you know, um, people put it. Um, and everybody here um, has that I chose on the panel has friends that are homosexual and we're close to them. We love on them. We do things for them. We go out our way for them. We help them like family, like, you know, and I'm not sure, um, probably have some in the family. I'm not sure, you know, now, whatever, but it, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to love on you. But at the same time, I have my beliefs. And nobody can change my beliefs because I want to go to heaven. And that's something that I believe in. Everybody doesn't believe in a heaven. But that's, just my, that's something that I personally believe in. And that's my right. 
and we have the freedom of speech, the Constitution that covers us for things that we say, but they'll beat you out of segments, take you off the television, and could destroy your whole career because you messing with the rainbow nation, okay? And I don't understand that. Why don't we have a religious <laughs> nation that's protected? And our beliefs, I don't understand it. Maybe we need to get together and, and do like they did and come up with a, a, a nation where we can be protected, you know? I don't know. Um, you don't want to really laugh about it, but I'm just a fun person and I'm, I'm just real and I'm just going to tell it like it is. So in closing, your girl Lady Chaz has been the... Um, reiterate because we done been talking for a while and y'all probably some of y'all just tuning in and you might have missed what we were talking about today it was first corinthians 6 9 through 10 um or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of god not just homosexuality any wrongdoers anything any sin you know but we just talking about that today do not be deceived neither the sexually immoral, nor idlers, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. This is telling you all of that stuff. You know, and we talk about all of this stuff in church. But for some reason, when we get to that part about nor men who have sex with men, they skip them. That skip that little line, and they do do all the other stuff. The thieves, the greedy drunkards, and the slanders, all that we talk about that in church, but we will skip that line. And I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. But I just want to talk about it today at the table, and um, make some of y'all think, because I believe that us Christians have rights too. Love you and peace out. Hello, hello, hello. This is your girl, Lady Chaz, and we're back and we're chatting it up, chat, chat, chatting it up. What we're talking about today is some of the Bible verses in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians regarding, um, you know, homosexuality um, and how it's brought up in the word and people kind of skip over it. Um, pastors, um people that believe in the Bible and believe in the word, they always kind of seem like they skip around this particular subject. Um, they talk about robbing, killing, um, being unrighteous, um, anything that's wrong that you can possibly think of is preached about, but they skip this one particular subject. And it has always been a question that I always wanted to ask a pastor why they do it, elders, why you do it. Um, and then I have on my panel also um, just a, a college student as well and myself. Now, I do have um, homosexual friends and we're very close. Um, one significant person that I call my brother um, and he calls me sis. And I have nothing against people that choose that life at all. But I still have my own beliefs. And they believe what they want, they do what they want, and I believe what I want, and I do what I want. But at the same time, I just feel like I'm not free. I feel like I'm caged in, and I have to watch everything that I say. I have to suppress my beliefs. But at the same time, I watch where my family and um, 
we always trying to uh, tiptoe around the homosexuality lifestyle and we can't say this we can't do that and I just think that it's unfair if you're going to be fair be fair I have rights and beliefs too I have things that I believe and want to raise my children the way that I want to raise my children and I don't think that that lifestyle should be pushed upon my children and me if that's not what I desire but I feel as if the law has come into play. The government has come into play and they're allowing this lifestyle, this belief to be pushed upon me and my children and what I want for me and my children. Now, when my children get of age, of course, and they decide to choose what they want to choose, that's them and that's their life. But as a mom and me raising my children in the way that they should go is me believing in the Bible. That's what I believe. So in the Bible, we read the scripture earlier, and it states that they will never inherit the kingdom of heaven, living that life. And it's not just that particular sin. There's plenty others, you know, but just this particular verse, we seem to skip over. So, um, Leary, what do you think about, you know, just growing up as a, a young college kid and all of this, what is your take on what we've said so far? Um, I think it's kind of dogmatic. Like, the system is supposed to be for freedom and for us all to be able to express ourselves. But really, it's kind of backhanded in a way. It really reverses it because what we do is we take religion out of the school systems and stuff like that, and we don't allow them to express their religions when they're at school. And then in the same token, make them be okay with um, a certain class, make dress in a certain way or being a certain way. It's like we try to make everything unified, but the principles that the U.S. is built upon is a religion. That's, that's the principles we're built upon. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. Those are principles mm -hmm. that we were built on. That's what the laws were built on. The laws came from commandments. That's what we were built on. So for us to try to change it that way, we could say, oh, we're all unified and we want everybody to be equal and everybody to be accepted is why there's so much going on and there's so much terrorism and things like that. If we just was like, what you do is what you do and mind your business or allow people to be who they want to be, it wouldn't be such a negative or a negative stigma around it, like a social stigma around it. It would just be, you could do what you want to do. Never, No one ever had a problem with you doing what you want to do. We've been knew you were doing what you wanted to do. But don't try to make other people be a part of what you're a part of or make it seem like it's that way for everybody because it's not. It's funny that you say it that way, Larry, because now that's what I had been saying is people probably are going to take me as, oh, she this, uh, why she, she, she don't like gay people. No, that's not me. I love everyone. But I have rights, and I am upset that I have to suppress my rights and my beliefs. And it's like your beliefs have more power over mine. That's not fair to me. And that's like, to me, you a crackhead. I choose not to smoke crack. I don't want to be around it. I don't want to watch you smoke it. I don't want to smell it. And I don't want my kids around it. And I don't want them smelling it. I don't want them to see how you smoke it. I don't want them to see how you make it. 
and it's not right to me. A crackhead feel comfortable with it because they like smoking crack. And I look at all of that, all sins to me from biblical, I look at them all the same. And how is it that you're going to push something? You're going to make me look at you smoke crack. You're going to make me look at you and make my children look at you smoke crack. You're going to make my children learn how to make crack. I don't want no parts of it. And I should have that right and that freedom to say what I want and my children and me to be a part of and to see. Point blank, period. And I don't think it's fair. And people don't see, some people see my side. A lot of religious people are on my side. But people that want to live in that life, they want to call me names and say I'm this and I'm this and I'm that and I'm just, you know, and shut me up and stuff. No, because I should have rights like you got rights. If you have rights to walk around holding another man's hand in public, kissing and stuff, why I can't have rights to sing and talk about Jesus? They shun you for talking about God at work. But you can hold hands at work with another man. That to me, that offends me because of my rights and my religions. But things offend you because I'm talking about religion and God. So who have the rights here? They got more rights than us. Why? That's not fair. And it's not right. And I'm not going to shut up. And I'm not going to condone and change nothing about what I am because I stand on it. Because why? I believe in this Bible. And I believe in everything. There's things in here that I have shunned my own self for that I have fell short when it came to this word because I believe in it. And that's why I live by it. I try to get myself in order to, to make sure that I stay in line with the word. That's my choice. My choice. And I don't understand why that I feel so strongly to stand on what I believe. But these pastors act like they scared. I don't understand. Are you scared? No, it's not. It's not that you. It's not that you're scared. It's the. It's the fact that the government and how they stand and how they do you, and so you have to think twice about what you're saying. So and and how you feel, and because you have to be careful. Because after all, the Lord does say, "With love and kindness have I drawn thee," and we have to pray harder. And I agree with some of the things that you were saying. I've never thought about it quite like that. But it is a true fact. But at the end of the day, the Bible always said the earth belonged to the devil. And it's more evil in the world than it is good. And he, and, but it also says, do you not know that the unrighteous and the wrongdoers will not inherit I have any share in the kingdom of God. And it says, do not be deceived, meaning don't be misled by immoral and adulterous. And, and don't participate, not only in homosexual lives, but in anything that you know that's not a part of God if you uh, want to inherit the kingdom of, of God. And I do fall short because... Um, I see kids, uh, nowadays I've been watching TV, and it really kind of upsets me that they have these young children on TV now kissing boys, kissing boys, girls, and they think it's okay, but it's not because we have gotten so far away from the Word of God and what He says, but then in the 
last days he said these things is going to be. So all I know is we got to pray harder. And I had um, ran across 1 Corinthians 7, 7th chapter, uh, 2nd verse. And it said, nevertheless, to avoid fornication and let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. And I never heard it put any other way. Never heard say, let a man have his own man and a woman have his own man, woman. It's always been the opposite sex. Everything that I've read in the Bible has always made sure that that was clear is that we supposed to procreate and be man and woman. And he specially put a womb to carry a baby inside of a woman. He specially put, gave a man something to impregnate her. This all was designed by God. And if those people, and there are some people that are antichrist that don't believe in the Bible. I'm not talking to y'all. I'm talking to the Christians, people that believe in the word. The word is the word. You can't change it. You can't go around it. You can't make a U-turn around the part you don't want to ride through. You got to ride through all the parts. There's some parts in there that condemn me. But guess what? I read it and I have to ride through it. You can't go over it and jump over it like a speed bump because you don't want to you won't don't want to dwell in it. What's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. You either believe in the word or you don't. There's no parts of it. You can't take out what you want to take out. And right is right and wrong is wrong. And if God telling you that you're supposed to have a husband and a, and, and a, a, a husband's supposed to have a wife, a woman, that's what it is. And you can't procreate. Two men can't have babies and two women can't have babies. And if we're supposed to be procreating, how that's going to work? Then you got to go scientifically to me to a lab and do all this Petri dish stuff. You, you in there cooking up babies and doing all this stuff that's unnatural. God don't work like that. I just don't understand that. Do anybody have any closing remarks that you would like to um, add um, into the segment? All I know is when God put man and woman together, they become one spirit. And it's uh, the spirit realm is totally different. From the natural realm. So we have two uh, things working here. Natural like darkness. Uh, but the spirit likes light. So anytime that you're addressing something that's not right. It causes people to become hostile. More or less if they don't want to come out of the dark place. But if they are willing to come to the light. Which is God. And his spirit. We be all become a better natural person along with the spirit. That's why the Lord said when we repent and we become saved. But then the Lord said the Holy Ghost must come. So when the Holy Ghost come, that's our keeper because we can't keep ourselves. So we all need the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in order to make it these days so we won't take part in immoral doing things that we're not supposed to be doing if we want to see Jesus uh, and have eternal life. Would you like to say something, Leary, in a closing remark? I'll say that you hear people talk about, you know, like the kids from who were born in the 80s and 90s, and they're like, I don't know what happened to these kids. They don't listen to nothing. They don't respect nobody. They're not scared of nothing. What happened to these kids 
is this. You took all of the boundaries that you put and you gave them none. Now you're even telling them that the one thing that they knew about themselves, which is that I was born a boy, you're telling them that even that can be wrong. So you're telling them basically they have zero boundaries. You can be the opposite sex. I'll take it as far as to say you can do anything you want to do as well as be the opposite sex if you want to be the opposite sex. There are no boundaries for these kids. They grew up in a world where there are no boundaries, where nobody expects anything of them that is good and healthy and righteous and you wonder why they break the laws like never before you wonder why they don't respect their parents and you wonder why they don't do what they're supposed to do and what they're told because they grew up in a world where they didn't have any boundaries or any restrictions so that's that's the problem right there and we have to acknowledge it and hopefully get a hold of it and people have to talk about it more i respect that um there you go we had um three different views Three different ways that, you know, um, people put it. Um, and everybody here um, has, that I chose on the panel, has friends that are homosexual. And we're close to them. We love on them. We do things for them. We go out our way for them. We help them like family. Like, you know, and I'm not sure, um, probably have some in the family. I'm not sure, you know, now, whatever. But it, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to love on you. But at the same time, I have my beliefs and nobody can change my beliefs because I want to go to heaven. And that's something that I believe in. Everybody doesn't believe in a heaven, but that's is my that's something that I personally believe in. And that's my right. And we have the freedom of speech, the Constitution that covers us for things that we say, but they'll beat you out of segments, take you off the television and could destroy your whole career because you messing with the rainbow nation okay and i don't understand that why don't we have a religious <laughs> nation that's protected and our beliefs i don't understand it maybe we need to get together and, and do like they did and come up with a, a, a nation where we can be protected you know i don't know um you don't want to really laugh about it but i'm just a fun person and i'm i'm just real and i'm just gonna tell it like it is so in closing your girl, Lady Chaz, is finna um, reiterate because we done been talking for a while and y'all probably, some of y'all just tuning in and you might have missed what we were talking about today. It was 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10. Um, or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Not just homosexuality, any wrongdoers, anything, any sin. You know, but we just talking about that today. Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. This is telling you all of that stuff. You know, and we talk about all of this stuff in church, but for some reason, when we get to that part about nor men who have sex with men, they skip them. That skip that little line, and they do do all the other stuff. The thieves, the greedy drunkards, and the slanders, all that we talk about that in church, but we will skip that line. And I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. But I just want to talk about it today at the table, and um, make some of y'all think, because I believe that us Christians have rights too. Love you and peace out.